We're going to be just doing a little devotional together. I normally would preach a sermon today. I want to do a devotional. It says in Proverbs 9.10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. This, this word for fear in the Hebrew is yorah. It means we realize that God's power is awesome. It's an awesome, dynamic power in the world. And we, it's, a, it's a reverence for God's presence in our life. That's not just something we talk about on Sunday mornings or we encounter every once in a while when we're really, you know, laying into prayer or Bible study or whatever we're doing. But God's pre- dynamic, powerful presence is always around us in our lives. And according to this verse, having reverence uh, for this presence of God in your life is the beginning of wisdom. Having knowledge of the Holy One is the beginning of understanding, of discernment. You know, uh, if you think about it, if you really lived with the realization that the God of the Bible, who we can see very clearly in the person of Jesus Christ, who was God in the flesh, a God that we can understand and relate to. And if you saw him, the Bible says you saw God. If we really lived with the realization uh, of his presence and power, that he was the weightiest thing in our life, we would live wiser, wouldn't we? We would live with more understanding. We would live more carefully, more thoughtfully. Um, There was a real, I don't know if you remember this, but... In, uh, in 2013, did you hear about the, Ra- the Rana Plaza collapse? Uh, this is in Bangladesh. This is one of the worst disasters ever, architecturally, that's ever happened. Um, so in Bangladesh, on the 24th of April in 2013, a five-story commercial building collapsed. And over 1,000 people perished in that. 2,500 people were injured but rescued. It's considered one of the worst structural engineering failures of all time. First of all, the structure was built on a filled-in pond, which is really a bad place to build your foundation. You know, that's pretty bad. It was converted from a commercial to an industrial uh, use building, and so they installed these generators that were really, you know, generated a lot of shaking and power in the bottom. They, they built three extra floors above the original permits uh, instructions. You engineers are all cringing. I can see you. And then they used substandard construction materials, which led up to, uh, to the building being just compromised. And one day, people started to see these little cracks on the building. And uh, the next day, the building collapsed. And it's, it just is one of those things where when you build on the right uh, sure reality of, of a proper foundation, the proper materials, the proper, do the proper math, do the proper engineering, that building's going to be strong. But in this case, uh, the building fell down. And the fear of the Lord is like that. You know, if, if, you, if you build your life on, the, on awe and respect uh, and reverence, for the God of the universe uh, drawing near to you, 
and gifting you with your salvation and walking with you, you're going to build a pretty good building on that. That's a great foundation. You know, it's another example that comes to mind. They say that uh, men who get married live longer because they make less poor decisions. I'm not sure if it goes both ways. I haven't, I haven't, seen, the, um, I haven't seen the math on if it goes both ways. But as much as, you know, a husband or a wife might not appreciate their spouse's input from time to time about various choices and things they do, just the fact that they're in your life and you respect their presence in your life and you have maybe children with this person, it, it causes you to live with a little bit more reverence for your life and how you built. And, uh, and, and this is how our relationship with God is. When we fear the Lord, you know, this word fear is like, wow, this is a heavy word. But when we respect, when we have reverence for the awesome love and power and gift of God in our lives, we live differently. It's the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So how do you know, when you look at your own life, if you fear God, if you live with reverence, or if you even believe that he's really there? You know, the answer is, you do certain things in your life that no one else knows about except for you and God to draw near to him. It's a way of saying to yourself, yeah, I believe in God's awesome, awesome power. I'm going to do certain things to draw near to him that I'm not going to be shouting from the street corners. I'm not going to be posting this on Facebook. You know, I like to take my wife out on dates, not just to get likes on the picture I post on Facebook, right? So <laughs> this is how a relationship with God has to be. It can't all be voyeuristic where we're just sharing, you know. There's, how do we know we live in, in, in fear of God in the sense of his awesome power and presence? We do certain things in our lives uh, for an audience of one. No one else knows about these special things but us and God. And that's what Matthew 6 is all about. This is, uh, this, uh, and I'm closing with this, so I'm not doing a huge exposition. It's very self-explanatory and very, very simple. This is a, a passage in Scripture where Jesus is giving, Jesus who is God in the flesh, the image of the invisible God is giving us accurate uh, teaching on how we can live uh, in, in, with God and live in this world. And uh, th this teaching is punctuated with when you give, when you pray, when you fast. The text doesn't command that you do any of these things. It's assuming that these are things we all do. Uh, so it's assuming that, you know, we're going to do these things. And then at the, at the conclusion of each one of these sections, it says, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So I'm going to read this uh, out loud here. Matthew 6. And these are, I think, things that really show uh, that we take seriously the presence and power of God. These are things that are between us and the Lord. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by other people. I, truly, I tell you, you have received, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. It's a figure of speech, guys. You, you get the idea. So that your giving may be done in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Notice the reward is not specified. 
We don't really know what exactly this reward is. Uh, but the God who you are secretly honoring, respecting, and showing reverence for in private, in this special way of giving to someone who's needy without announcing it to everybody, God will reward you one way or another. This is not the prosperity gospel. Do this and then you'll get money. It's not that. These are rewards that God gives and they are something that you need, something that you need in your life. Verse five, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do, do not be like them, for your Father already knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Verse 16, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show other people they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, so it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. In each of these areas of giving, of prayer, and of fasting, the encouragement of Jesus is, for your own sake, do these things in secret. Because you need to know and be convinced of the fact that you, uh, you are living in awe and reverence for the living God. You're not doing it motivated to be seen by others, to be praised by other people, to get likes on Facebook. You're doing it for the glory of God. This is not a public post, right? This is such a, a healthy and, and, uh, and life-giving thing to take to heart. And I encourage you this week, it's, it's very straightforward. Ask, uh, ask God which of these things you'd like to practice this week in a special way. Whether it be giving secretly, praying secretly somewhere, or fasting secretly. And, and take that uh, with God and just make it an element of your week this week. You'll be very surprised what it does for your soul. It's a very, very good thing because it, it shows you and it shows God, I'm in it for your glory. This is not about me. There's so many things we do in life that are really, they do benefit us in some way. And, 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 and sometimes we get confused by our own motivations. We don't know, are we sincere? You know, am I really doing this because I believe it, because I love God? This is a way to do it, guys. This is a way to take your own temperature to make that space in your life. And God will reward you. That's the promise. 
God will reward the, per- the people that do these things. Um, and I can't tell you what that reward is. Maybe there's other preachers out there that'll say, hey, you'll get a million dollars or something. That's not what it says. God knows what you need before you ask him, it says in there, and God's going to reward you. Maybe you'll have, you know, I'll just give you some, you know, maybe you'll have just, when you think about it, there's a reward built into this, and that's that your life gets built on the sure foundation of loving, fearing, and having reverence for the presence of God. Like, if that was all you got from, from practicing these things in secret between you and God, that would be reward enough. But the Father also rewards us in addition to that because God is so good, God is so loving, God is so kind. And it's all by his gift uh, and his grace. So we're going to close in prayer.